Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi there and welcome everybody to this is Ibrook's immediate post-match reaction where Rangers defeated Kilmarnock 2-0 in, uh, in a game that I've been up since about 7 o'clock waiting for. Uh, you might hear it a wee bit hoarse in my voice but uh, today we've got Stephen joining us from, from the other side of the world. How are you doing Stephen? Good mate, good mate. Thanks for having us. That was a tough watch at times mate but glad it's finished. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And uh, Sugar, last minute addition to the team. How are you getting on today as well? Yeah, I might as well be in the other side of the world, being in Stranraer, but uh, yeah, no, feeling a bit better now, it's a wee better this morning, but yeah, all good. Yeah, so so we'll crack into it then, um, straight off the bat, we had uh, a few changes in the lineup. I'll come to you first on this one, Stephen, if that's all right. Um, the four changes we had were Lawrence, Yilmaz, Davis and Wright, they all came in. Um, were you excited, were, were you happy with those changes, given the way that the team played last Tuesday? And there needed to be changes. I think everybody knew that. Um, I was I was probably the most excited to see um, Steve Davis back. I'm a big fan of Steve Davis. Big big fan of Steve Davis. Uh, he's a mission for the squad. And a, a lot of the times last season or the start eleven at least baffled me at times because I thought seven eight nine times out of ten he, can, he plays he makes a difference. And there's nothing even stand out. So what it is, it just keeps the team ticking. I thought he was superb today. I thought he was a breath of fresh air in there. So I did. Um, I think Matondo dropped into the bench was probably probably right as well. Yeah. Um, I never had really any much complaints about the, the start of having to be honest, man. I thought that was um I to say I love the fact that Davis came in, but anything other than that, I was I was relatively pleased and expected. Yeah, I think that, that was certainly the chat around about us at the game today was that everybody kinda of agreed with the with the changes. I think Barisic's been taken out of the team, even though Yelmaz hasn't had that much first team football. Um, at Rangers at the moment, uh, I thought that was pretty good, a uh, good change. But uh, speaking of Yelmaz, Shug, um, I'd like to, to maybe touch on on your thoughts on on his first half performance. Um, and I don't know what I felt about him. I thought he was a bit a bit nervous, uh, and I don't know if he went a wee bit hiding at times. But but how how did you think he fared today? 
Yeah, no, it's definitely nailed about his game. Yeah. It's what's probably been expected. I mean, he doesn't speak English going by his uh, interview on Rangers TV yeah. and knew the squad, knew our style of play and everything like that. Yeah. I was frustrated in the first half, especially because we had no width in the left. Tom Lawrence was coming inside every time and we are so used to Borner or Barthy overlapping and getting that, keeping that width. But Yelmaz as well was getting like three quarters of the way up the park and he was just stopping. So I guess it's something that in time it'll come. But I am excited by him. I think he will come good as soon as hey, that bit of time, hopefully Tuesday. It's a nice introduction for him against Kilmarnock, but Tuesday's the real deal. So... Fingers crossed he's good to go for it. Yeah, Stevie, um, it's a bit difficult really to talk about that first half because not, not too much happened. Um, I felt, again, uh, something we discussed in previous pods, there was a, a quite a severe lack of creativity, um, a lack of clear-cut chances in that first half and, and something um, that Gio sort of alluded to in his post-match press conference. Were, were you concerned about the, the lack of chances that we were creating and just being... Go to Ibrox. You know what you're getting from any McInnes team. I mean, maybe a wee side note. I, I got the absolute fear I, every time I looked down and saw McInnes in that dugout of what uh, could have been at Rangers. But um, yeah, Kamarnock difficult to break down and seem to play five at the back. I think it. I think at times I was concerned. Um, uh, there was flashes when uh, Tillman Tillman was showing his classes. Uh, sorry, showing class and, and glances along with Tom Lawrence. Well, I like it with Tom Lawrence, mate. Is it? It, 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 it gives you a simple drop in the shoulder and he just finds a yard of space at the edge of the box sort of thing and he has a few things. Yeah. You know, I think he's going to be worth five or six goals just for that, for that alone this season. I just love how we can find that yard of space with a simple drop in the shoulder. Tillman just looked a class above everybody in the pitch at times. The first half his touches, his movement, everything about him looked amazing. And uh, just touching on um, Yelmaz as well, I, I, agree, I agree with Shuggy. I thought he looked um, very, very nervous. I think he... I think you need to look past, if you look past the football player and you just remember he's a 20, 21-year-old, he's a boy, you know what I mean, he's a kid. Yeah. He just came, he's playing in front of 50,000, his first game in a new country, a new team. So I think he'll be glad to get that game under me and get that one under his belt, to be honest. Um, like I say, apart from, apart from Tillman and uh, Lawrence, creativity-wise, I didn't see where it was going to come from. I think Trola, again, we served a service to a certain degree, but I think when you play for a team like Rangers, that excuse is only going to wash for so long before you before you're expected. All right, if nothing's happening for you, you go and make something happen. Do you know what I mean? I think I think he's got another few games before the fans really start to turn on him properly. Although, albeit he scored, he's listening to his goal, but he didn't finish. But yeah. um, I think he's probably guilty of expecting just waiting around, waiting for something to happen at times. And I think he should be a bit more proactive. Yeah, we'll stick with the first half, Shug, and, and just pick up on something that, that Stevie said there. Um, I thought some of Malik Tillman's touches in that first half were, were outstanding. Just his, his ability just to control the ball, just a wee turn, just to take it away, a wee flick. He seems to have a, a good eye for a pass as well, but it just it just didn't happen in the, the final third sometimes. But, but I'd like to get your uh, thoughts and feelings on, on Tillman in that first half. I've said in the group chat that I would activate it right now. He's close. I would just buy him right now. He, he looks something special. He also put his foot in as well. 
couple of times to get back and got his foot in, won the ball, wasn't scared to go up for a challenge. So he's not even just one of these players that can do the fancy touches but doesn't like the dirty work. He's getting in amongst that as well. Uh, I think in games like that, these turns and things are going to become something that are going to make winners games. It's going to create that little bit of space and he's really exciting. He, his performance dropped off in the second half. Don't know if it was because Kilmarnock started doubling up on him more or whether it was he's just he fatigued, but dropped off in the second half. But in the first half, he can show exactly what he can do and I look forward to seeing more of him. Yeah, 100%. And uh, Stevie, again, something that was quite evident uh, being at the game today, uh, and again, a lot of the guys talking to, to us round about uh, us about it, was was the time wasting from Kilmarnock. Seemed to be about five minutes into the game. Even their keeper was getting spoken to um, about the amount of time that he was taking to to receive the ball from the ball boys and just going to the other side of the pitch and placing the ball down. Um, I think I can't quite remember, but was there a couple of bookings in there for it for time wasting, or did he just speak to people? Uh, you you might remember better seeing it from the TV, Stevie. I think the second half, he eventually he got oh, a yeah. catch it for it. Uh, I remember, I remember specifically the first half. Uh, I think it was a free kick for offside or something. The commander goalkeeper was going to take it, but the defender kicked the ball out of the park. Yeah, and he got he, he got spoken to for it. Honestly, I, I think it's getting worse. I noticed. I think the first time I noticed it last week, honestly, it was like sixteen minutes. Goalkeeper doing his usual dragging the heels, and and I, I know of I know we've got to learn to expect it to a certain degree, but it's just. The referee's really need to calm down on it. It's getting beyond the joke now. The day, I, I don't know why it takes so long for a cast to come out. Why does it need to be a first and a second one? Just, just get it done right away and, and make an example of it. I, I, I watched the pod yesterday, uh, yesterday, I think it was, with the boys talking to the guy for the Kamala podcast. Yeah. And he was um, saying the man he was worried about was the referee. Yeah. I, think the man, I think the man he should have been worried about was Derek McKinnismith because... I don't know how they. I don't know how they can sit through them. I don't know how the command fans can sit in that stadium and sit and watch that happen. I mean, even the players. How how can they enjoy going to the work? Is that a craft? Is it just to sit there and, and just sit there, loving men by the ball and stifle the game like that? It was if only a few short years ago. A few short. Oh God, I need my doctor. But it was only a few <laughs> short years ago that Derek McInnes was getting touted as a Rangers manager. Yeah. And this and this is a draw seat seven up. I mean, I, I get there's a, I, listen, I get there's a golfing class financially with the clubs and the, with the financial disparity in the size of the clubs. I know that's obvious, but surely you've got to produce something better than that. Surely you've got to, it's horrible to watch and it's just, it's getting frustrating. More and more frustrating as, as it goes. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think uh, when I was sort of listening in to, to McInnes' post-match press conference in the car on the way back, that he said something exactly to that effect. He's like, we're not here to entertain He's like, we're, we're here to try and stifle Rangers. And I think they certainly did that at, at, at points. But, um, Shug, is that something that you think the club has maybe spoken to about the referees about this time-wasting? Because it's it ruins it for the fans. And, and, and just overall, it, it just... I understand why teams are doing it, but it's, it's just it's horrible to watch. And it's not a good product to, to sort of sell Scottish football, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, I, I do think something's happened because I found it interesting last week that Livingston got a player booked for time wasting. Come on, I get two today. It wasn't long for the keeper to get a warning today. I think yeah. it was about 18 minutes gone when the keeper got warned. And it's kind of like as if the referees have been told. I mean, we've sat at Ibrox for years watching keepers taking nearly a minute to take a goal kick. 
and things like that, and they don't get spoken to until the 70th, 80th minute. So I would hope that the SFA, what imagine the SFA doing something right, I'd hope <laughs> that it's actually spoken to the referees and says, this is taken away from the product. Forget whether you're a Rangers fan or a Celtic fan or anything like that. If you're a neutral watching a game, you don't want to watch a game when the ball's out of play, most of it. You want to see the ball in play. So if yeah. they want to sell the product, they need to get these keepers taking goal kicks quicker. They need to make sure players aren't kicking the ball away. Or the, the new one for me that never gets cracked down on, they pick the ball up and they run away with it. And yeah. they drop it 15 yards from where the foul was and nothing ever happens. And I thought, if you just kick the ball 15 yards, you'll even book for it. Yeah. But they don't seem to... It's like, I'll pick the ball up and run away with it for a bit. So, yeah. hopefully, hopefully it's something that referees have clamped down on. Yeah, well, as you both said, it was something I was quite encouraged. At least at least they seemed to be speaking to the players a bit, a bit quicker than, than normal or last season about it. So, hopefully going forward, it, it doesn't interrupt the game too much. But, um, yeah, half-time comes and goes. Again, I get everybody around about us not to... Um, Overly impressed by the performance, shall we say? Um, but I think the team might have had a bit of a rocket at halftime, Stevie. Uh, they seemed to come out even in the first sort of few minutes. It seemed to be a lot quicker, a lot, a lot snappier. The ball just seemed to be moving to to wider, faster. Um, what was your thoughts um, on on the first opening ten minutes before the goal? I think we needed two or three rockets at halftime. Honestly, <laughs> it was torture. And it's, the fact is, so, so much of so much saying weak, and I felt like my patience was down thin. It's um, where, where is that attitude in the start? I don't, I don't understand. Where, where is it? I don't say at the start of the game. Yeah. Why, why not come out with the tails up? You've, I mean, you've got the, you've got the luxury of having fifty thousand fans there behind you, and I just, I don't get, I don't get why it takes a rocket or whatever it is it takes half time or before the penny finally drops. So what we have to do to these teams, like we just spoke about, like they're going to sit, they're going to strangle the game. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just be passive, you can't be passive and just go through the motions. You have to just go for it. You have to don't let them settle. And but look, if the 10 minute you could see the improvement immediately. You could but still it doesn't make you you want that goal and you need that goal. And thankfully it came quite early in the second half because um you know what would have happened pretty much as, as the minutes tick past, like we just spoke about the, the injuries and the like the, the goalkeeper and the substitution start coming. And there's going to be times, if we keep starting games like this, there's going to be times when it's going to go to 70 minutes. And then before you know it, it's 75 minutes. It, and you, we can't afford them, because that's how points eventually end up being dropped. You don't want to raise it up too many times like this. We have to start getting into half time, one or two up. And we just have to start being more aggressive. Yeah. No, that's it. I totally agree with you. I, I was glad to see that, that at least Geo seemed to have identified that it needed to be quicker. And... Um, Feel like a bit of a broken record already saying this shug button around about 55 minutes the big uh the moment i think we've all been <laughs> waiting to see um we see us a croatian striker uh, scoring for for rangers seemed to be a nice wee bit of link up play um between between lawrence and, and cholak um kept going i was happy that lawrence just kept the ball alive and just sort of poked it into him and and the fact that um it got a bit of service and i thought it was a really good finish shug yeah, no, it was a brilliant finish. Uh, it's something that I know Cholak's already becoming a bit of a weapon boy already, but he's in his Rangers career, in the SPFL anyway, he's had two chances and he's taken both. 
wrongly disallowed last week against Livingston, but the service team today was terrible in the first half. Yeah. I know there's arguments that he should go and find the ball more, he should go and do more, but if he's if he's the kind of striker that he just feeds off, if he's a six-yard striker, then he needs better service if that's the way Gio wants to play. Uh, everybody would love another Alfie, uh, yes. doing everything Alfie does, but they are not cheap and we're not going to get somebody Alfie's quality to come here and play second fiddle, play third fiddle. We're, we're limited to what we can get and I think Cholak's shown that with two clear-cut opportunities he's had, he's taken them both well. So I was glad that he got his goal today uh, and got off the mark and hopefully he'll start banging them in every week. Well, every week he's needed until Alfie's back yeah. to full fitness. Yeah, that's it, exactly. And, and Stephen, um, it's interestingly enough, Craig and myself, when we were walking back from the game, we were talking about, you know, what's the expectations in Cholak? You know, a hefty fee, £1.8 million for a striker, but... Is it, is it reasonable for us to expect him to be the same as Alfredo Morelos? Because um, he seems to be to be a bit more of an out-and-out striker, if you know what I mean, a wee bit more of a poacher and, and stuff like that. But what did you think of his goal and, and his overall play in, in that second half? The goal, he took his goal well. It was a great finish. It? It was, um, it, I thought, on the build-up to the goal, I, thought, I actually thought we'd messed up the play. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was actually him that outstretched his leg and put it to Lawrence and Lawrence fed it back into him. I thought the chance was gone for a second there, but nah, look, he's, he's, took, he's took it well. And uh, like I said at the start, I think um, I think there's a, bit, there's a lot of sympathy from just now because you can see that he's getting the service. It's, it's not quite clicking it, but I think if this was, I think I'd be really concerned if this was like November, yeah. December, and this was still happening and this was still the case and still the same. I think that's it. I think there needs to be a, a bit of, be a bit realistic. The fans need to be a bit more realistic. I mean, just give them that extra few games. I actually felt the day as well. I don't know if anybody else picked up on this, but it looked to me like he kept getting caught offside. I thought it was about five or six times with me watching his line as well, and I was actually getting frustrated with that more than anything else. But listen, see if he plays like that every week and he pops up with a goal, and it doesn't matter, does it? I mean, he scored, scored out first and the pot and ball at the way, but. I don't think it's fair to compare him to Alfredo Ayer. Two totally different players, two completely yeah. different players. And Alfredo's an expert in coming and taking a ball and making and it's himself and laying it off. And, but it's still where it was, mate. I mean, we're talking the same game. Right here, but like I say, come September, October, November, we could be looking at a totally different player. Yeah, I, I think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there. I think, I think a lot of people are expecting him to come in and, and be... And Alfredo Morelos, when he's he's clearly not been brought into the squad for that, he's 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 a second choice striker. It's just mm. Alfredo's out injured at the moment, so so he's up front. Um, we'll stick with you on this one, Stevie. Um, something at the game which seemed like an absolute blatant penalty. Um, I think the ball came in and it, it sort of hit off one of the the Cali players' uh, arms, especially from from where uh, we were sitting in the club deck. It, it looked obvious. Uh, I think 50,000 people in Ibrooks could see that, that that looked like a penalty, especially given that uh, Clancy a couple of times in the game gave handballs, which seemed more difficult to spot than that. Um, was it as obvious a penalty as it looked in the ground? Stonewall penalty. Stonewall penalty. Easy penalty. I, I, like I said, I don't know if I've seen the replay and it's um, it's not even a difficult one. It's a, it's a, it's a straightforward, right, the rulebook penalty, but I don't know if the referees, I don't know if his vision was obscured in any way by a player or something like that, but then you've also got a linesman who should have seen that as well. 
there's enough for them to, to, to spot at between three or four of them, however many it is. Um, it's not going to be the first time this season. Uh, sorry, it's not going to be the last time this season. I'm probably going to be more about referees, mate. I, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like discussing referees this way because I don't like to sound like I'm up too much. It cringes me out. But I just think it's the the standard of Scottish referee. I don't think I don't buy into the conspiracy nonsense. But it's just it's the actual standard. It's bad, and I don't think. Um, I don't think Kevin Clancy was too popular, too popular among Rangers fans anyway before it. Yeah. I don't think he's done himself any favours or not. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It's just it would have been interesting to see what the the decision would have been given if uh, if VAR was in play. But uh, that's another. Uh, Who knows me? Who knows? It was a hundred percent a penalty, and it was everybody's favourite Alan Powell. I mean, yeah. even oh, uh, up for a hottie he pulled his arm in. Ridiculous yeah. decision from Clancy again, but VAR would hundred. If that penalty given against us in midweek was a penalty, then that is like the most obvious penalty you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah, and that that's it. that's exactly why I wanted to talk about that point because people were very frustrated um, given the decision on Tuesday because it, as harsh as it was and it's just it was it was a shocker. But anyway, it, luckily it didn't impact the game. Um, Shug, the next point I'd like to come on to is talking about uh, some of the subs that sort of came on. Um, round about the 65 minute mark, uh, I might even argue there was a, there was a bigger cheer than, than this for the goal. Um, we saw Matondo um, coming on, we saw Barisic coming on, but the moment I think a lot of Rangers fans have been waiting for, we saw Alfred coming on. Um, other than the goal, I mean, how, how do you think he fared um, on the pitch and, and were you just glad to see uh, the new blonde bombshell up front for us? I'm delighted to see him back. absolutely love him and... I'm glad that somebody's got a worse hairstyle than me. <laughs> just team these days. Yeah, I'm not sure that Barnett fits him quite well, but he fits those very well. Absolutely delighted to see him back as keen as ever. And I think last night in the pod, we were saying that the players they feared were Tav and Morelos. So yeah. the new Morelos coming on. So it puts a different mindset in defenders. They know what they're going to be up against and it scares them. And just delighted to see him back and he actually came on sooner than I thought. I thought he'd only get 10-15 minutes so the fact that he get 25 minutes he did look knuckled but the fact <laughs> that 25 minutes and he got a goal absolutely brilliant. It was good management by uh, Gio mm-hmm. because obviously Yelmaz was probably needing replaced and I think if it had been a straight sub Yelmaz for Barisic I don't know how well that had went down. So after Barisic's latest performances, but the fact that he brought him on with Alfie, the crowd were obviously up and in a good mood and the fact that that substitute probably just passed by eh, just because we're so excited to see him back. So yeah, no, delighted and he's off and running for the season. Yeah, and again, Stevie, uh, before we sort of come on to the goal, a player I'd maybe like to, to talk about that I was quite impressed by it. It's the first time I've seen him in the flesh was uh, Rami Matondo. I thought he looked quite uh, good down that right wing. I, I don't know if it's just because Scott Wright wasn't really up to much today, but um seemed like a real injection of pace, seemed to like to take a man on, was playing sensible passes and and most of all, he tracked back a lot more than I thought he would um, and seemed to get his foot in. Um, what were your thoughts on uh, Rami Matondo today and his performance? I, I think he's always, it looks to me like he's always going to be the type of player who's going to be quite aggressive. He's, uh, he's going to be quite 
uh, direct and aggressively attacking. It's just always going to be. But I also believe that there's going to be games where he's going to frustrate the life of us and it's just not going to work for him because he looks quite rough around the edges. Yeah. You know, he's, he's still young, obviously. He's still young. He's, still, he's, he's a long way off being the finished animal, but you can see the potential he's got, how fast he is and how direct he is. But um, I thought he'd done well. I thought he'd done well with Eric Cohen because I know there was a lot of question marks in his performances during the week, rightly so. So I think um, for him to come on and make the difference that he did and then he's, he's practically set up uh, Mirelos' goal, honey, I think it's, I don't know, I can't remember if it clean through it, Mirelos at the back post and it took a touch off something, I can't remember, but it, it came for him. So nah, I think he can be happy with his work and I just it rounded off, it rounded off the day when I seen him, when the wee man's at the back post um, to put that in and make it 2-0. Um, I don't think, I don't know, I mean, I don't think I've been that excited to see a Colombian bond in my life, <laughs> mate. No, honestly, God, it's... Um, yeah, we needed him back. We needed uh, we needed Morelos back. Yeah, 100%. And uh, Shug, what, what was your thoughts on, on Morelos today as well? And uh, it was a good wee um, sort of build-up from Matondo. I think he tried to get across and the, the boy blocked it, but he, he had another go at it. He kept going, which I really, really liked. And, and he sort of found him at the back post. And whoever that guy was at the back post scores another one again. Yeah, yeah. Matondo's, I think that's what the game was named today as well. I was frustrated. I thought I felt our side lacked pace. Yeah, Scott Wright doesn't bring you pace, and obviously Lawrence doesn't bring you pace on the other side. So I felt the game was crying out for some pace and for somebody to run at that Kamarnik defence. Yeah, it's great to see him come on and do well. That'll give him confidence. And yeah, like you say, the blood bombshell there at the back post, strikers' instinct just to be there. He had the chance earlier, probably from a similar position that yeah, Cholak scored from and dragged it wide. Yeah, probably because he had too much time to think. So we all know Morelos is at his base when he's not got time to think about things. So, yeah, it's it'll be all around good for him and for Matondo, the two of them coming on, being involved in the goal and I'll fill them both the confidence and look forward to hopefully Tuesday night get big performances from both. Yeah, that was it. You could you could see how much scoring that goal meant to him as well. He was obviously quite emotional after it, and and he was just lapping it up as always uh, from the fans. But uh, look, there's two questions that I'd quite like to get your both your thoughts on before we go. Um, the first question, Stevie, is how much do you think we missed Ryan Kent today? Do you think we're, the team is a bit too much reliant on him, or or do you think we've got enough personnel to to keep going without him? I think I think the team I think the team is reliant on him, but I think. Uh, the team are the most reliant on Morelos. I think he's the one that we're probably too heavy on reliant and I don't think it's fair because since he's been in Rangers, he's barely, he's barely had an injury. Morelos, it's mm. mainly been niggles. This is the biggest spell he's had at the team. Yeah. And I think um, it's showed and, I, and I, hope, I hope the club will for this because if something has happened again, we're going to struggle massively. But Brian Kent, through what I gather, Gio said after the game, he's, he's hopeful that we'll be back for Tuesday, which is massive news because Tuesday we need everybody there. I don't know if Morelos is going to be fit enough to start on Tuesday. I don't know how that's because he looked, he looked blown today and he only had 20 minutes. He, he looks a wee bit overweight as well, Morelos. So, um, but I would hope I would hope it comes back. I think um, I think we did miss him today, but I think once Tillman and um, Warrens get a few more games and get a few more get a few more weeks and stuff like that under our belt, I think we could start to 
no one knows him, but I think we can start to do a bit better without Ken. You know what I mean? I think, but it's just right at this moment in time, at this beginning of the season, while the new players are still trying to settle, I think it's I think it's better if he's there. And I think you can tell the difference right now. But down the line, I would like to think once the new players settled it, we could we could cope better with them. Yeah. And and Shug, I'll fire the exact same question to you. Um, what's your thoughts on, on Kent's absence at the minute? Are we too reliant on him and and um how much are you wanting him back for Tuesday, basically? <laughs> Yeah, I'd love him back for Tuesday. It'll be a different game, but I think today we, it shows... I mean, I, I can be Kent's biggest critic. I'm not going to deny it. Yeah. But I think today it shows that when Lawrence was coming inside and the other side, Ryan was coming inside, it was almost as if we were just... It was easy for Kilmarnock to defend. Yeah. Whereas when you've got Ryan Kent there, the defender doesn't know if he's coming inside. Is he going to go outside? Yeah. I think it just puts more fear into the defence. Yeah. I think Tillman and Lawrence, I think one of them can drop back to play alongside Lundstrom yeah, and move the other one into the 10 position yeah, when Kent is fit because it'll open a whole lot more space. And I mean, we saw today how much Tillman could do with no space. So yeah. if we had Ryan Kent there and dragging defenders out wide, suddenly... It's going to be a field day for Tillman, hopefully. He definitely missed him. And we all know how big a performer Ryan Kent is on a European night. So, yeah. fingers crossed, he'll be back in the starting 11 on Tuesday night and that'll give the team and the fans a boost before kickoff and give us a chance to really go at them. And I'm sure it's a player that they'll fear. Yeah, 100%. I think every team that we play against must have... Uh, Ryan Kent is one of the our top dangers um, whenever they do this sort of analytics on it. Um, but Stephen, my last question, somebody we maybe haven't talked too much about in this podcast, but I thought had a really calming, a really quietly good influence throughout the game, and that's um, Northern Ireland captain Stephen Davis came back into the squad again. What what did you think about his performance today, and, and um, do you think he's up for possibly starting on Tuesday as well? Well, it was outstanding. Actually, I, I was watching the first half and I was, I was actually quietly picking up on it as well. And I wasn't sure if it was one of the ones where I was picking up on it, but maybe I, I was just, I was maybe just rang and I was just over exaggerating the mind. I don't know, but then obviously, I think it was, um, did, it, did somebody get a man of the match? Was, who did the call comedy? It was a Richard Goff. Hey, Richard Goff. Richard, Richard Goff. Goff Richard Goff gave a man of the match. So then I kind of, kind of verified whatever I was thinking. You know what? I just, he, he doesn't have the type of games where afterwards you can go, remember he did this, did this, did this. It's nothing to stand out, it's like I said. It's just the quiet way he keeps the game tight. He collects yep. the ball for defence and he moves it and he keeps it going and he just reads the game from side to side and he just, yeah. he just tidies everything up. He just makes, I just think he, he makes Rangers tick and function a lot more. And I, I, listen, I, I would love to start uh, Steve Davidson Tuesday. I think he earned it after the day. I don't see why not, but... Uh, who knows? Uh, who knows? I don't know. It's still very early in the, the, the season, isn't it? and I know maybe players like Kamara or Jack were rested today because he had plans for them on Tuesday. I don't know. But I don't think any Rangers fan should fear or grudge Steve Davis a, a start, whether he's 37 38, because um, he's more than capable. Maybe he's just his caveat. Uh, listen, can you imagine Steve Davis was 27, 26? How much would he be worth? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think I think that sums up quite nicely there, Shug, what Stevie said in terms of his his caviar. It was such a I don't know, just a, 
a measured performance. He just he never seems to make too many mistakes and, and he just seems to know where to pass the ball. He just looks so composed. I mean, what, what was your thoughts on him uh, against Kamarnock today? Yeah, he, he, well, you know, we've got so many central midfielders, be it Lundstrom, Jack, Kamara. They're all good players, but none of them offer what Stephen Davis does. None of them offer that that forward pass. Yeah, they've got legs and they'll track back and they'll tackle and things, but none of them will get their foot on the ball, look up and find a pass. Uh, so I don't know what we're going to do without them. Uh, so I'm hoping Charlie McConnell can want it again this year. Yeah. And uh, he'll follow in his footsteps and have that bit, but it's definitely something I think that we can justifiably say that Kamara's not done this season and Jack never done in midweek and even Lundstrom's not done. They've not come on and made them. Even the simple forward passes, it always seems to be sideways and backwards. Yeah. Uh, but Stephen Davis will just collect the ball, look up and he'll find somebody. His experience is huge as well in there. Uh, common influence and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that they'll well be nervous within players and playing for the first time in front and I broke in front of 50,000 and still being nil-nil after 15 minutes so the players yeah. getting a bit nervous and he was there to just keep it together and form a captain of the club and things like that so yeah. it's great for all the others uh, but yeah he's just yes caviar and I'll be surprised if he's not in the side on Tuesday night because we will need somebody going forward you Jack Kamara Lindstrom is fine for tougher away games, but for games you really need to win, you want Stephen Davis in there. Uh, and fingers crossed he'll be fully fit and ready to go on Tuesday night. Yeah, I, th- I actually think that's an excellent point. You made there something that I never even considered as, as his experience, and especially guys like Yilmaz and Kilman, you know, the first league game at Ibrox, so he did seem to be, maybe not to extent on Yilmaz, but he did seem to be quite a camera influence in, in Tillman and stuff. But look, that, that leaves us with a, with a final question. I've maybe, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, ledges down the garden path a wee bit in terms of man of the match. But Stevie, um, who, who was your man of the match? It was Steve Davis. It was Steve Davis for me, honestly. I, I, I was thinking earlier on the second half, uh, I already know, I already spotted the first half how good he was, but I thought to myself, Tillman's been excellent this half as well. So we'll see how both of them go in the second half. And I thought Tillman petered out. Yep. I think um, he faded away. And I think he'll get there in time though. I think in a few games we'll be seeing their dominant second half displays by him as well. But Steve Davis kept on. He just kept ticking along nicely. Just doing all the simple things, making it look easy, calming everybody down. I think we should touch on Tuesday. Tuesday's going to be a game, a night for patience. The fans need to be patient. The players need to be patient. There's no point in panicking after 10 minutes if they've no scored. And I think he's a perfect example of a player that the other players should look at and go, like, just keep a camera influence because Tuesday's going to be pivotal for that type of game. And I think it's perfect for a player like Steve Davis. But Steve, Steve Davis was my player, player, uh, match for the easy. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, f- a really good few points you've made there, Stevie. And uh, Shug, um, your man of the match? Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not going to go with the sponsors and give it to Connor Goldson. <laughs> uh, don't think I did all wrong, but I don't think Connor Goldson's man of match. I would love to give it to Captain Leader Legend James Tavernier on his 350th appearance for Rangers yeah. today. Uh, but I'm not going to argue with the greatest captain in my lifetime, Richard Goff or Stevie, and saying that it was Stevie Davis that was man of the match. Uh, 
easily for me. Yeah. Tillman did play well in the first half, but like Stevie said, Peter out in the second half, but Stephen Davis was just a class above again today. So, yeah, yeah. easy decision today. Yeah, it's, it's hard to disagree with you both there. I, I, I'm the exact same. I think uh, Davis, uh, you know, in person, he was, he just looked like the best player on the pitch and I think Tillman was a close second. Um, it was funny to hear the collective eh at Ibrooks when uh, Golson did get read out as man of the match, but but there we go. But uh, listen, thanks for joining us today, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thanks to everybody that's watching and listening as well. Um, remember, we'll have our live bulletin at eight o'clock tomorrow night. I believe that's uh, Craig that's hosting that one. Then as pair, we've got the, the Monday, Wednesday and the Friday bulletins all going out at seven. Um, and yeah, look forward to a, a Champions League qualifying game on Tuesday where hopefully Rangers can overcome a 2-0 deficit. And we look forward to seeing you then. Take care, everybody, and bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.